0: Let's turn in our Bibles to Jude. Jude the servant of Jesus Christ and the brother James to them that are sanctified by God the Father and reserved in Jesus Christ and call. Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation it was needful for me to write unto you and to exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. Earlier this year, at the beginning of the year, we always look for a special word from the Lord. And one of our pastors spoke and said that The Spirit of God says, take a careful look into the Word of God. We don't want to be so familiar that we are missing what God wants to say. And I said, Lord, help me to take a careful look into the Word of God. Here we see that the church, the early church is about, this is about 40 or 70 AD. But even in this time, trouble has come. Jude greets the church and he greets them, introducing himself saying that he is a servant of Jesus Christ and a brother of James. We know that it said that he is also the brother of Jesus, but he didn't want to use that. He say, I'm the brother of James. But he's writing to the sanctified, to those that are called of God and preserved. After the greeting, he gives a reason why he's writing first of all he wanted to come and tell them about the common salvation we have been encouraged i know i have during this special meeting the word of god is speaking with clarity into our hearts we thank god for salvation the love of god the mercy of god that brought us out of darkness into the marvelous light. And we give him praise for that. But something was going on and Jude realized that I must address this. I must give attention to what is happening. He said that I wanted to write about the common salvation but it was needful that I write and exhort you to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. The reason that he had this pressure and this urgency was because apostasy had come among the children of God. They had abandoned Their first belief. False teachers had emerged. And the truth of God's word was under attack. Hallelujah. He used strong words. He said earnestly. Meaning that you have to be serious about this. This is a dangerous time. And it's not to be taken lightly. He used another strong word, which is contend. Contend is combat terminology. To contend mean it's not effortless. It's not something that you're just gonna just take, be relaxed in doing. But to contend, meaning that you are forceful in what you believe. Young men and women who enlist in the armed forces in the United States take an oath. And that oath states that they will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. They said, I believe in my country and I will fight for it. If you believe in something, and you're passionate about it, you'll fight for it. When these young men and women come into the armed forces, and they get off that bus or plane, they have maybe taken that oath, but they are not ready. They have to go to basic training. They have to be trained how to defend their country. Even if the desire is there, it takes someone to break down self that they will be able to say, I would give my all. I'm willing to die for my country. So in using the term contend, I believe the spirit of God is telling us in these last days, We must contend for the faith. We are in a spiritual warfare and it's not against flesh and blood. It's not against your husband or your wife. It's not against your pastor. It's not against your your boss or your supervisor, but we have an enemy and that enemy has a mandate. And his mandate is to steal, kill, and destroy. He does not deviate from that. We must contend for this faith. We must be willing to give our all. Hallelujah. He said, for there are certain men that have crept in unawares. They came in false teachers. They came in unnoticed. They came in in a subtle way. But they implanted falsehood in the hearts of the people. I look back and as I'm looking at this, I said, the enemy has come in and implanted falsehood and he came in unnoticed. I said, Lord, where were we? Where were we when prayer was taken out of the schools? Where was the church when same-sex marriage was made legal? It came in so subtle, may God help us to earnestly contend for the faith. We have a great gospel, a gospel that changed lives. This gospel changed my life and the gospel has not changed. The word of God has not changed. The power of God is still the same. This is 2020 and Lord's willing, we're going into the 21st century, but the power of God is still the same. We that the Lord has blessed to receive this message. We must earnestly fight for the gospel. In this end time, we're going to have to take a stand. Hallelujah. It may not be popular, but we must take a stand. You see, this is written not to the world, but he said to the sanctified, to the call. Hallelujah. Those that they were right there and they heard it over and over. But it failed to have a real effect, a fresh effect in our lives. It's a dangerous time. The enemy will come in and put, cause you to put a question mark on where God has put a period. He did that to Eve in the garden. Cause her to question what God had said. May God help us to hold fast to this gospel that God has given unto us. It is a privilege. It's a privilege. I often tell people, That you'll bless some that have never been exposed to anything but apostolic. But if you've been exposed to anything else, you appreciate. You appreciate the truth. You appreciate a people that are willing to proclaim the truth in a lost and dying world. Not only does our salvation depend on us contending for this faith. But those that are around us, our family members and our loved ones, if we fail to hold the standard, if we fail to contend for this faith, somebody may be lost. My daughter was in the armed forces and she was in training and her unit was scheduled to go to Afghanistan. And in training, they put them in live circumstances, a circumstances that looked like what they would encounter with the enemy. And she said that one day they, they just rushed her into this room, this dark room. And when she saw a little light, She saw a spider and she started screaming. And her sergeant told her, you just caused the whole platoon to get killed. Your reaction, how we react, her reaction, because she screamed, because she was afraid, that attracted the enemy. So how we react if we fail to contend for the faith, if we fail to take a stand, it will cause someone else. It will give someone else maybe an excuse, a reason to not move forward in the gospel. He goes further and say, I will therefore put you in remembrance, Amen. though ye once knew this: how that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed them that believe not. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to be reminded that this God. This loving and this merciful God is a God of judgment. It's not a popular thing, but it's the word of God. And I've learned that in reading and studying the word of God, you have to look at the fine print. When you look at a contract, the, the options of that vehicle, if you're looking at a vehicle, they are made very plain. And, and it's, it's, it excites you because that's what you want. But if you look at that fine print, it will tell you that if you fail to make the payments, if you fail in your obligation, there are consequences. Hallelujah. So we must look at the fine print of the word of God because we want to be full overcomers. In first Corinthians, the 10th chapter, moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant how that all our fathers that were under the flood all pass through the sea and were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea and did all eat the same spiritual meat and did all drink the same spiritual drink for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them and that rock was Christ. But with many of them God was not well pleased for they were overthrown in the wilderness Now these were our examples in the intent that we should not lust after the evil things as they also lusted. This is not something that Jude enjoyed doing, maybe as I may not tonight, but it was necessary. Not only this warning and example of God's chosen people that he had to bring judgment upon, but he further goes on and say it pertained also to the angels, those created beings that left their first estate and because of pride, they had to be cast into darkness. And he goes on and tells even about Sodom and Gomorrah, how they went after strange flesh and they are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. But thank God, the word of God does not stop there. He let us know that we do not have to be victims, but we can be victors. Because if we are in Christ Jesus, we have the victory. He saves us from sin. He takes away the guilt of sin. And he gives us the authority and power over sin. He says, keep yourselves in God's love. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life we must stay focused we're living in a time of a lot of information but hold on to what you have been taught the example that is set before us God is still the same the same God that called mother Crawford off the dance floor it's still calling men and women and boys and girls out of sin. When I hear someone say that the millennials are not being saved the same, it does something in my spirit. It put a contention. I mean, I just uh, it is put a little fighting there because you are saying that the blood of Jesus is not sufficient hallelujah, that the blood of Jesus cannot save today as he did back then, that that blood that that saved Mother Kelly cannot save today. May God help us. May God help me. May God help us to earnestly contend for this faith. It's a spiritual fight, but God will give us the strength. I believe we're here tonight because we are contending. We know that in our own strength, we cannot do it, but by God's grace, he will help us. He will empower us. We don't know what's ahead, but we know who holds our tomorrow. And I will close As Jude closed, he said, Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling. Hallelujah. He will keep you from falling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God, our Savior, be glory and manifest dominion and power both now and forever. Tonight, he is mighty to save. If you have not enlisted in this army, you can do it tonight. Hallelujah. And he will give you the strength. He will give us the strength To contend, to earnestly contend for the faith. God bless you.